The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Hey, it's me. It's Rick Kemper. And also, we have uh, the uh, Illinois Youth Soccer Association Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth, coming to us live from the headquarters. Illinois Youth Soccer, absolutely. In Arlington Heights, Illinois. Um, And uh, we'll be talking a little bit later about some of the things that they have going on in their office. But uh, really the focus of this show is Adam's biggest passion in the world, the thing that he loves as much, or well, not quite as much as his wife and children, (laughs) but almost (laughs) as much, and that is the English Premier League. And so we have to find out what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So you do like your kids more than the Premier League, right? I do. Okay. I do. All right. Just a little bit. A little bit more. Okay. Just a little bit more. I just want to make sure. Didn't want to say anything <laughs> inaccurate there. You've got to remember, I do have a, a senior daughter who's going through senioritis oh, at, yeah. a whole, at a whole new level. And so that makes it very difficult. And sometimes you wonder. Yeah. what's going on but uh, we, at least we, at least we're making college decisions so that's good we've made a decision oh where's she going forward. Loyola oh great yeah we've made a decision thank goodness <laughs> good one of those inexpensive Catholic schools yeah I know exactly yeah exactly <laughs> that's why every weekend I'm working that's it working a lot of camps all right well hey let's talk about what's going on uh overseas uh and that my favorite team uh liverpool played uh on friday which was kind of an unusual day to play um and they wore their purple kits which i i love those purple uniforms they just look kind of ridiculous and that's why yeah. I, I like them they just kind of yeah. jump out at you and they started off uh a little rough they lost uh, or they they gave up the goal to southampton and then the drama, and this was a game in Liverpool, again, uh, get a cauldron of atmosphere, as our boy <laughs> likes to say, and they scored two goals. Mo Salah, that guy is so fast. It is yeah. just amazing watching him and then being able to control the ball and move that fast. He's not yeah. one of those guys that kicks it like 20 yards ahead of him and then chases it and kicks it 20 more yards and then chases it. He has it at his feet the whole time. And he put in a beautiful chip goal. I don't know if you saw it. I did. I did. Yeah, I was able to watch um, the majority of that game, and it, it was it was that counter attack. It was what Liverpool was all about. Yeah. They got the ball. They was off a corner kick. They came back, and he basically ran from the eighteen to the top of the other eighteen. Yeah. And uh, like you said, had absolute fantastic skill. The other teams dropping off, which you would expect to try sure. and see if anybody could catch up, but. Guy's so fast they couldn't even catch him up. I know. And then probably to uh, to the detriment of Southampton, you know, they didn't step up when they needed to, and he just curled that one right into the corner. It was a really nice goal. So, and I think he needed it for his own confidence because he was on a little bit of a barren spell. Yes, uh, hadn't scored for a while. And the other one who needed it was the one who scored the winning goal, which was Jordan Henderson, who had not, um, who hadn't scored all year. 
Yeah, I think they said 65 games he's gone without scoring goals. So that gives you an idea when the last one he scored. And, and um, he's, after the game, I saw him interviewed, and he said, yeah, he's been badgering the coach to let him play up a little more. And I didn't even think about it. But, yeah, he has been playing more of a defensive position, hasn't he? Yeah, been playing as that number six there. And, and he's to be fair, he's been a little bit in and out of the squad. Um he hasn't played every game, so True. maybe consistency. He's still a definite leader. You can see the passion. Yeah. The guy just brings that. When he scored that goal, he was extremely excited after that goal. So I'm, I'm happy for him. And he's one of those types of players that uh, um, you know, really really just brings it every game, You know, gives 100%. And, and those are the players that, that teams like Liverpool need to, uh, to continue with this challenge for the, for the trophy, for the championship. And he still plays for the national team, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he, he plays um, a little bit in and out again, too. I think you know, England's got quite a, a plethora of younger players coming through. And uh, I, I, whether or not he's going to get as much playing time moving forward, I don't know. He's probably near the end of his England career. Right. Uh, but still, like you said... He's such a such a motivating uh, player on the pitch that, that those teams need him. So there was another uh, midweek game. Uh, I also missed this one. Or was it on Saturday? No, Chelsea played. Chelsea was yesterday, Monday. It was Monday. Yeah. I was yeah. Yes. It was, I knew it was an unusual day. Um, yeah. And I missed Monday. the game. But it, you missed I, I'm guessing you didn't. No, I was able to carve some time out, you know, <laughs> and uh, it, it certainly works out that way. And, you know, it's, it's a t- it was a tough day in the office. I, you know, I had to kind of sit in front of my other screen and uh, watch the game uh-huh. and, uh, as well as doing a lot of work. Obviously, yeah. Sound off or are you are um, you so brazen? Off. Sound on. No, don't we don't mess around. Oh, OK. Yeah. So we definitely <laughs> have to have we have to have it. Um but yeah, I, actually, really, it was one man. Basically, uh, Eden Hazard two and uh, West Ham zero. That was really the result of the game. Yeah. I mean, it, his his first goal. If you haven't seen it, I haven't. I'm gonna. Have to go it was it. it was unbelievable. I mean, he literally dribbled past three people at the top of the box and just slotted it in. One of the, probably one of the goals of the season, and uh, and I'm not and I'm obviously a little biased, but sure. even the even the commentator said that it was definitely one of the top goals of the year, and then the second one too, a fantastic bit of skill to control the ball and smack it into the corner. So I just hope you know my fingers are crossed, that my legs are go. crossed. <laughs> he doesn't go. Please don't leave. <laughs> you, you know, know uh, have, he is him. the team pretty much. He is the offense. Let's say that. Yeah. Yeah, he he's been very. Cons- he's, I think this year he's starting to get that form back again. And, and again, he's that's one of the things that people have been giving him a little bit of uh, you, know, you know undue credit for because he, he struggles because of his consistency. But this year he's been pretty consistent. Not play of the year kind of worthwhile, but fairly good uh, in most of the games. And I just like the fact that he's playing alongside another young player in. In uh, Hudson Odoi, who probably didn't have the best game yesterday, but was still very good and has been good over the last uh, couple of weeks. And, and look, looky here, they're a third in on the table now. All of a sudden, I, I tell you what, it's there. I, you know, I got uh, there's a, one of the people in our office is a big Tottenham fan, and I said to him, "Look, 
I think we've got it. I think we've got a chance. Tottenham's dropping. They've got a bunch of games coming up. They've got like Man City 15 times in the next three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's and not gonna <laughs> it's not going to be good. Um, and, and Chelsea's got a tough one, obviously, this weekend. We'll talk about that in the TV tip. But it's, um, yeah, I think this is a really good opportunity for Chelsea to uh, to maybe get into that top four. Well, you talked about Tottenham, uh, and I watched part of that Tottenham game with their their opening of the yeah. new stadium, which, you know, that is one thing they do have going for them is the excitement of that, yes. right? Uh, and yeah. and the big fireworks display and everything. But did you look at the, at the stadium from the sky when they showed it from the sky? I did. What does did. it look like to you? Uh, I, I, well, it kind of looks... It's a little bit like the, would you say, the Allianz Arena, the German Arena, would you say? Or I, I'm just trying to remember. I mean, it's, I it's think pretty- it looks a little bit more like a giant toilet seat. <laughs> That's what okay. I think it looks like. All right. Fair enough. I mean, I it's the be, perfect shape nice. of the toilet seat. <laughs> Maybe Allianz also looks that way, but uh, it was just, I couldn't, um, I couldn't escape it. And, and there, when they showed the view from high up, uh, before the fireworks started, I said to my wife, oh, my God, it's a toilet seat. And then explosions, <laughs> the fireworks start coming yeah. through the top. Like, uh, yeah, that's not, the fu- that's not a toilet seat I'd like, but that's what it looks like to me. All right. I'm going to have to go back and look at that again. Yeah, so. check it out. Let, let me know what you think. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so anyway, Tottenham is now in fourth, I believe, right? Yeah, so they've dropped down to fourth. you got Chelsea at 66. They, now, they have played an extra game. Uh, so if Tottenham does win that game in hand, they'll they'll squeak above them. Okay. Uh, but but right now, yeah, Chelsea is uh, firmly in the top four. And Arsenal has five of their or, or four of their last five or three of their last five or something like that on the road. Yeah. And apparently cannot win on the road. I watched them play against Everton, and that it was only one to nothing. Everton won one to nothing, but it wasn't yeah. that close. Arsenal was no. not in that game at all. Yeah. I was I, I did a little bit of reading up on it. I was unfortunate. I kind of saw the highlights, but I didn't watch the whole game. But it seemed like tactically there was some issues. I think he kind of played a a, a formation that he usually plays at home, uh, a three four three, which is great because teams typically try to sit back and they could put them under pressure. But it seemed like they got stretched a little bit. There was a bit overrun in the game, and yep. Everton really controlled the game. And even though he tried to change it, Emery, the manager, to a four-two-three-one in the second half, it it just seemed like it didn't work. Uh, and, and I think Ozil was getting a bit of grief in terms of his play as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they they're struggling on the road, so that's not going to hold them in good stead as they as they finish up the season. No, and and they're so uh, you know indestructible at home. They, yeah, they, they cannot be beaten at the Emirates. But when they're out on the road, they're just another team. And and as long as you're just another team, you really don't deserve to be in that top four. Right, right. And they've got Watford coming up next week. And so they've got a couple of tough ones. And Watford uh, so. is playing very well. In fact, let's talk about that because uh, it's time yeah. for you to explain a foreign tradition. Hang on. In this country, wrong, we call it wrong soccer gender. partner. <laughs> Wrong jingle. I'm a moron. All right, so let's pretend like I played the uh, explain the foreign tradition jingle, <laughs> because uh, <coughs> excuse me, FA Cup semifinals over the weekend, amazing. Uh, two games, uh, very close. Uh, in yep. fact, uh, Man City barely beat Brighton. It was one to nothing. I'm sure it wasn't that close, but it was one to nothing. 
Mm-hmm. And then Watford and uh, and Wolves. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I did not get a yeah. chance to see those games. Yeah, just uh, to really just skip over the Man City Brighton game. To be fair, was really a dull event. Really, nothing happened. Like I said, Man City got the goal to win one nil. But it was the other game that was really the exciting game of the two: Watford versus uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. And I know a good friend of ours was lucky enough. I still got to reach touch base with him. He was able to, like, to go to the game, so I'd love to get his insight. But Watford came yeah, back from being—he's a, he's a Wolves fan. Unfortunately. Yes, exactly. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, that's why I would like to get his perspective. Yeah. I mean, Wolves were up two nil, looking good, with about eleven minutes left. Uh, Watford pulled one back to make it 2-1 and then literally in the dying minutes of of injury time they get a penalty kick which was you know a deserved penalty kick tied up 2-2 and then end up winning it in extra time 3-2 so got to be a tough one for for Wolverhampton Wanderers fans to lose especially after being 2-0 up and I think this will be the first time that Watford are in an FA Cups final since the mid 80s early 80s so excited for them They've had a really good season, as as have Wolverhampton Wanderers. I mean, right. it's been kind of nice to see both those teams uh, get to a semi-final, and uh, now they've got a, a tough challenge against Man City in the final. Yeah, slightly, slightly tough challenge. Um, all right, so the foreign tradition that I need you to explain is yeah, um, the FA Cup. The finals are never held uh, in home stadiums, right? They're they're always held where. Yeah, explain, all, the, explain the explain that whole thing. Yeah, it's all neutral. So basically, what happens is the final is uh, is at Wembley, and they actually move the semi-finals to Wembley as well. Traditionally, the semi-finals were always at neutral grounds. They uh, they used to be up in uh, Aston Villa used to host one sometimes Highbury, and there were some great ones. But until when they built the new Wembley. They wanted to add the semifinals games because they got to, got to pay off for the stadium. Sure. They wanted more games in there. You know, that's why they got all those NFL games in there as well. Um, so they ended up moving them. I think it was like 2008, something like that. And uh, since then, they've had the semifinals, almost like you said, a bit like the Final Four, all at the same event, obviously not on the same weekend. Right. And so when is the final going to be played? So the final, I believe, is going to be May 18th coming up. Um, it's going to be a very busy time for Man City because they're in so many different events, especially with the Champions League and, and everything else going on. But So that's on a Saturday. It's normally kind of the, the, the final event of the, of the year. I believe the final uh, games of the season are May 11th. So it's like the week after, well, actually Sunday, May 12th. Sorry, not May 11th. They moved the games to Sunday. I believe and that's then the Mother's fo- Day. Mother's Day. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And then, uh, then the following Saturday is the FA Cup final. So that's kind of the final event. Well, that's exciting because uh, I am uh, heading over to Europe. Then maybe I'll get a chance to uh, see it on TV over there. Very nice. Yeah. Yes. All right. So now that's so that's the FA Cup. Um, and and Man City is when they play that game, they could be going for their fourth, their fourth cup. Yeah. Right. So. Because yeah, the think, Champions League will have not played the finals. Yeah, yet. the Champions League, I believe, is June first, so yeah. it's a little bit later. Um, they could potentially, they could have won the league. They could. This could be their third. They could be going for the treble. 
theoretically, this could be their third if they've won the league, obviously, the week before. Right. Uh, and we're then, hoping they uh, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so if they, the FA Cup could be the third. So it works out well for them. You know, they have that sequence. They've got enough time. So over two weeks, really, from the 12th of May all the way till really the, the 1st of June, Man City – you know, you're going to know if they're going to be the first team ever to win a quadruple. Yeah, that's well, that's kind of exciting, got to say. Mm-hmm. All right, so since we've been talking about the FA Cup um, and we've done quizzes about all of our other uh, clubs, yeah. uh, I thought I'd give you a quiz about the FA Cup. You think you're, yeah, uh, sure. you're up for that? I'm ready. All right, so in FA Cup history, only one non-English team has ever won it. They did it in 1927. Which team was it? Was it A, Swansea City, B, Cardiff City, C, Carnarvon Town? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> Probably not. And then D, Wrexham, or I believe. Wrexham, yeah, Wrexham, yeah. Wrexham. Yeah, so you got the three Welsh teams there. Whew. How did how do you pronounce that Carnifin? How did how does Carnifin? That... Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Carnifin. That's an, it's another Welsh area. Okay. Um, I'm guessing it's not them. Um, I'm gonna go with Cardiff City. Very good. Yes, that's Oof. right. They won it in 1927. Swansea City was once a semi-finalist. Yeah. And Wrexham made it to the uh, sixth round three times. Yeah. As recently as 96. That's right. They beat Arsenal, I believe, on the way there. That's right. Knocked them out. Yeah, knocked them out. So only one player has scored goals in four different finals. What was his name? Was was it A, George Best, B, Bobby Charlton, C, David Beckham, or D, Didier Drogba? Mm. I know Drogba scored a few. He's scored a bunch of goals in those finals. Um, who were the first two again? Sorry, George Best, Bobby Charlton. I'm going to go with Bobby Charlton. I'm sorry, it's it's Drogba. Oh, it's why? it's a Chelsea player of all the yes, yes, he did it in four different finals. Yeah, yeah, I know he scored a lot of big goals. He's a legend, that's for sure. Okay, so you're one and one here. All right. Who scored the fastest goal in FA Cup history, uh, FA Cup final history? Okay. 27 seconds into the game, and I'll tell you the year. It was 2009. Was it yep. Frank Lampard, Jermaine Defoe, Louis Saha, or Louis Saha, or uh, Darren Bent? I remember this game. Chelsea versus Everton, Frank Lampard. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. No? It's uh, Louis Saha for Everton. Oh, oh that's right, because they scored, scored first. first. Yes. yes, oh, yes, Frank Lampard equalized. Oh, that's shocker there. Yes, yes, that's I do remember that now. So, yes, Saha scored, and then Lampard scored the equalizer. Yeah. Yep. You're down gotcha. now. You're down now. Um, You're oh, hanging, man. Hanging on the edge of the cliff with your fingernails. Mm. All right, which team has won the most FA Cups? Was it A, Arsenal, B, Manchester United, C, Liverpool, or D, Chelsea? Chelsea's getting up there. They're the reigning champs, but I do know this. I believe it is Arsenal. 
That's right. They've won it 13 times. Oof. So that's fairly good. All yes. right. So you do have a chance now to get All it right. correctly here. This is the last question. What team has lost the most finals without ever winning the FA Cup? Is it A, Leicester City, B, Norwich City, C, Sheffield United, or D, Tottenham Hotspur? Ooh. I know Tottenham's lost a few, but they've won a few. And Leicester, back in the 60s, they lost a bunch. I'm going to go with Leicester City. Oh, crap. You did it <laughs> hey! again. They Came lost through. in the finals four times and never won it. Uh, yes. So, doggone it. I really thought I had you again. <laughs> All right. So now it's time to find out what's happening in this country, and we will play the correct jingle. Here we go. In this country, we call it soccer, partner. That's right. We call it soccer. Uh, so let's, before we get to what's going on in your office, yeah, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Women's World Cup, which is coming up soon. Um, and the U.S. Uh, women's national team, because uh, Alex Morgan scored her 100th goal this past week. Right. And, and uh, the team is looking pretty strong. Are, are they considered the favorites going into this World Cup? You know, that's a great question because I'm, I'm a little unsure. I think um, there's a lot of good countries out there. Obviously, France, who are hosting. Right. Uh, they, they, they're definitely got to be up there in terms of one of the favorites. My concern is that so many other countries are catching up the United yeah. States. Um, and although they had a tough game, and it was actually quite an exciting game. They played Australia last week, won 5-3, to three, and I think Australia is definitely one of those top teams. Um, I think U.S. is going to be right there. There's no question. Uh, but I think it's, it's going to be really a tough a tough road for them. They've got uh, France. I think England's actually really moved up and, and doing very well. Germany, yep. uh, those are the countries I think. Are China put is also very strong, I think. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. So uh, I'd still say that they're probably the favorites as the the defending champs, but um, you know, you never know. You just never know. All right, so we'll, we'll let's talk about what's going on in your office. Uh, I I know I just saw you doing one of your camps the other day for what was that D licenses or that was the grassroots courses. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we we we. I mean, it was a very busy weekend. I think we had 120 coaches go through our courses this week. Some of them obviously did a couple, but uh, 120 different ones. And without the help of of players, including your son and other kids. You know, it, it really doesn't work. So we're, we're very appreciative of of the kids coming out to play, which was great. And uh, we kind of dodged the rain a bit on Sundays, but we got lucky. Yeah. So that was good. And then, you know, and then we've got a D license. I'm actually heading to the beautiful town of Moline this okay. weekend. So hanging out there in the Quad Cities. So we'll be there this weekend. And then and then after that, it kind of slows down a little bit before we, we actually will start a C license during the week up in Rockford. And uh, so very busy April, um, getting everything done with coaching education. And then at the end of April is we talked about our Illinois Festival last time. So that's for our younger groups. Um, so that's gonna always an exciting time, U8 through U12, I believe it is. And uh, they'll, they'll be competing against each other. So, yeah, it's always busy, always got stuff going on, getting ready for the summer. looks like the weather's starting to break a little bit. A little bit. Hopefully, yeah, <laughs> and then and then uh, the weather hopefully will 
be in, in good shape uh, the next few weekends as as things start moving forward with league play and uh, lots of stuff going on. You know, April is always uh, cross your fingers time uh, for youth soccer uh, because so many teams have grass fields, obviously. Yeah. And the, and the weather is so unpredictable. And you can't really start the season later because once school ends, everyone leaves town. Yeah. That's so right. it's uh, it's just that it's that time of year. So anyway, it's a it's a tough one. And it's funny last week up in Rockford. You know, you've been up there yeah. times when it's there's been snow and right. sleet, and and this past weekend it was seventy degrees. So they got lucky this year. So it was nice for them to have some good weather. Sounds good. All right, time for my favorite part of the show. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Okay, what kind of games are coming up this weekend? What should we set the DVR for? Oh, I tell you, there's just going to be one game. It's your team against mine, Liverpool, Chelsea. I know. How about Sunday? It? Sunday. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a real good one. So I'm going to have to kind of work around this course here. I don't know how this is going to work, but we're going to have to be watching it on my phone here somehow. But this is going to be a really good game. Uh, it's going to go a long way to uh, maybe even seeing what happens within the, the, the league title. So obviously Chelsea's pushing right, and Liverpool's trying to stay up there. So it's at Liverpool. It's at uh, Anfield. Should be a great atmosphere. Should be a good one. You know, and and this really is probably the toughest game left for Liverpool. Yes, I yes. looked at the and, schedules. They and uh, and Man City has, I think, I think they still have Tottenham on their schedule, and and maybe yep. Arsenal. They've they've got they've got two more two more tough games. Yeah, yeah. And if you remember, just a few years ago, when Liverpool almost won the title with Brendan Rodgers, this yes. was the game. This was the game that really hurt them when Steven Gerrard slipped and uh, Demba Bar for Chelsea snuck in and scored the winning goal. Yeah. So this could this could be another another game like that. We'll find out. Yeah, it could be. It could also be a game where uh, Liverpool knocks uh, Chelsea out of the top four. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> could be. Yeah, yeah. all Let's right. Hope not. <laughs> All right. Well, if you'd like to know more about Adam and Rick, you can follow us on Twitter, FK with Adam and Rick. Uh, also on Facebook, Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. Or you can check out our day jobs. I'm the publisher of Eckhart's Press. And my new book, Every Cub Ever, is actually out today. If you're a right. Chicago Cubs fan, check it out. There's many bios of every single player that ever played for the Cubs between 1871 and 2018, over 2,000 little mini bios. And it took me 10 years to write that book. So the least you can do is spend 25 bucks and pay for it. <laughs> That's the least you can do. Uh, Adam is a technical director, director of coaching, Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Uh, the executive producer of this show is Tony Lasano of Opi Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. 
This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. We have a big guest on the phone, a Susan Bennett, the voice of Siri. We're big fans. We listen to you every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you just went into a recording studio and recorded stuff. The type of recordings that I did and, and all the other people like Alexa and Cortana, all the others, these are called IVR recordings, interactive voice response. And the scripts were made up of these phrases and sentences that were created just for sound. It's like... Uh, Fossa, ask Fossa, ask Fussy, or schist fresh issue today. <laughs> hey, hold on. You can swear. You can swear all yeah. you want if you want yeah. to say it. So it was, uh, it was really, really crazy. Now, do you have an iPhone? Yes. You know, the very first time I talked to Siri, I said, hi, Siri, what are you doing? And she very disgustedly responded. I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, oh, sorry. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is like a Twilight Zone yeah, right. episode. This is awesome. <laughs> Can you cut Rick and Dave a promo right now in Siri voice? Like, no, I'll- not without money. The Tony Lasano Podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Rick, Dave, how do you think I'm going to keep my place in Palm Beach okay. without charging money for these things? RadioMisfits.com.